0: There and welcome to the Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Colin Brown, and I'm joined by Bob D. Hello and Will Pinto.
1: Hey, up.
0: <laughs> and today we're going to talk about two different things first, <laughs> quick builds, and second of all, just a very slight touch on some preparation for the hyperspace trial in Preston this coming weekend. So, first of all, quick build, I think. I'm quite excited to talk about this because I think a lot of people haven't really given quick build. It's fair due. you. And personally, I found it to be an awful lot of fun. I it's know you brilliant. think the same Bob.
2: Yeah, it Do is. Wanna... Absolutely. I love quick build. It is everything that people wanted out of 2.0. It's get rid of all the meta, get rid of all the horrible cards, get rid of people auto building in a particular way. And because Quick build isn't being played a lot and because no one's really reporting tournament results and because the tournaments that are played are tiny. It means that the internet hasn't had its, its evil influence on quick build. And it really is a case of trying to spot synergies within the, the available options and take a decent list. And there's all sorts of stuff that's just, that just breaks the rules. Looking at, at Dengar, he's got R4 Astromech, who is not allowed on big ships. But with R4, all Dengar's dial problems disappear because all of his one, two, one and two basic manoeuvres become green. And all that stress he's picking up from doing his sloop can disappear very fast. And all of a sudden, Dengar becomes a very, very viable ship. And then there's also the, the sub-game of comparing the points you're paying for threat with the, the real points so it is very easy to bring 230 points worth of ship in a, an eight-threat list. One I was looking at is Manaru, who's three-threat, Dengar, who's three-threat, and old Terok. And Terok has nothing on him at all, but Dengaroo, those two ships, are loaded up. Obviously, I mentioned the, the title and Arforast. Arthur- back on Dengar. Dengar also got contraband cybernetics to also assist with his stress, proton torpedoes to punch out some big damage and expert handling again to manage the, the stress that's a real problem for him in 2nd edition and Manaru has got proton torps, perceptive co so she's got two focuses to give away and intimidation so she is designed as a blocker but she's also got feedback array and static discharge veins. And feedback array, not one you see very much anymore. But before you engage, you can gain one ion token and one disarm token. If you do, each ship at range zero suffers one damage. But static discharge veins, before you would gain an ion or jam token, if you're not stressed, you can choose another ship at range zero to one and gain one stress. If you do, the chosen ship gains that ion or jam token instead. So... What Manaru is doing is automatically ionising a ship at range zero to one, which is really cool. And she's running at, at 82 points, but she's three threat, which roughly equates to what should be 75 points. So you're getting massive value for what you're paying. And she works really nicely with Dengar and leaves room for a, a very cool ace in, in Old Terok. And you will not see that build anywhere else in X-Wing, because Manoroo's is overpointed and Dengar's taken in illegal legal mech and no-one takes old Terop without some, some upgrades on him. It. So it's a really different way of playing the game and it's really fun. I've, and- been, I've done two uh, quick builds so far and they're just massive entertainment. You just don't know what's going to be on the other side of the table.
1: Is that a bit of a nostalgia list for you, Bob, is it?
2: Not really, because the... The Jumpmasters have been so hard-nerfed in second edition that it's nothing like the first dead Dengaroo that that we saw taking worlds. It's a much more fun build. Nobody would dream of putting a Proton Torpedo on Manaroo. That would never happen. And looking at the, the quick build... All the good stuff that made dengaru amazing just isn't available in, in second edition. It's nice and thematic that you've got Dengar and Manneroo flying together because, of course, they're husband and wife and it's all lovely, so they really belong together. But you've got an Initiative 3 blocker rushing in, handing off tokens so that if Dengar can line up his shot, he can pile the proton torpedo in behind. And at the same time, you've got old Terot flanking around the side, stripping off the tokens. It's a lovely, lovely thing. And and really exciting to put on the table.
1: See, I mean, my variation on that list was uh, Forlom instead of Manaru. He's got Elusive, Advanced Sensors, Triple Zero, pretty standard. But he's also got the added extra of Zuckus, BT1 and the title for three threat. Now, Hang
2: on, hang on. You're talking about two crew on Forlom?
1: Yeah, I'm talking about two crew and a Gunner slot. Oh, my God. So he's got Triple Zero, Zuckus and BT1 all on there as well as Elusive, Advanced Sensors and Missed Hunter title. So, you know, for free threat, he's pretty naughty. And that's why I was taking him over Manaru.
2: I've got a fall on build as well. And he's 74 points with that build. Yeah. So he's actually looking like he's poor value for money. Because you'd want at least 75 points for a three threat ship. But because he's breaking the rules and breaking them really hard with Zuckus and BT1, Actually, the raw points that he's got on him don't really matter because with Zuckus and with BT1, he's managing the stress so effectively that his ability becomes really powerful.
0: Yeah. 100%. And plus, I love Forlom, let's be honest.
2: Yeah, yeah. Everyone (laughs) loves Forlom.
0: I think it's a nice example of what they can do with quick build and kind of go a bit mad. You know, the way they're like, it's the extra crew slot and the gunner slot, but they've clearly decided Forlom... He's an evil bounty hunting droid. Let's put on some evil bounty hunting droids with him. Like they just thought, yeah, that'll be fun. And I think that is part of what's good about quick build. that
2: I don't know the Vader comics well enough to know whether BT One and Triple Zero ever actually hang around in the comics with Fallon. but it feels like something that should be happening.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. I think, kind of on that topic of theme. An interesting, I'm not going to go for a full list build, but if you look at Chewbacca Pilot from the Rebels, he's got Predator, C-3PO, Leia, R2-D2, Han Solo, Gunner, Luke Skywalker, Gunner, Engine Upgrade, <laughs> and Millennium Falcon.
2: They've clearly <laughs> just gone, I love,
0: I love the Star Wars movies. Let's put and all these what, guys like, on he's,
2: there. He's like six Threat or something. with six Threat. Up?
0: He's one of the most expensive things in Quick Build. But I just love that they've done that. They've gone, screw what the cards say or... You know what the squad builder says. Just jam everything in there. Get a really fun, expensive chewy. I don't know if
1: they intended it on being a thing. Is it a tournament theme? I, I don't know if anyone can shed any light on that. But I thought it was more something to. All oh, right, you've got a few mates round. Let's save making a list and throw some ships on the table. No, it's
0: def- It's definitely intended. They've like they provide price support. It's part of the um, the wave championship. You know the wave championships are composed of your thematic tournament a quick build tournament and then just an extended free-for-all
2: well the, the the way that the wave championship thing is working it is very deliberately targeted at individual stores because in order to win it you've got to turn up at all three events pretty much and these quick build cards are very much like you know the guys you are in you know you you've you played them before they're regulars at the store let's have some fun and all right, the, the theme events haven't really taken off because the, the options for list building are just awful. You know, the first one with Yavin was, oh, right, who's, got, who's got, best with a Tice one? Right, well, you can have this then. Have three wins and, and pat yourself on the back. But the, the quick build opens up a world of variety and you can go absolutely anywhere with it, but you're not taking stuff that is the most obviously efficient. You are having to take stuff that's just a bit odd.
0: I think it, it's nice because it gives you the chance to do a bit of both. Like You can go hunting for what just looks like the most efficient thing. Like, for example, you can get four Upsilon Shuttles. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. <laughs> oh. If you're coming to our tournament, please don't do that.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, um, I, mean, and... I think it's nice because you can just go a bit mad and bring all the crazy stuff that you wouldn't be able to bring normally. Like, for example, if you bring a Siege Tukatu, it has sim which k-wings can't take so it's just fun to be able to play in this odd and different way
2: yeah it's re- it is really really cool and anybody taking four upsilons, um no wonder store owners like this format if you're flogging some guy four upsilons, you know that that is definitely working from an op marketing point of view
0: oh, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> someone's bought three for hyperspace so they thought oh, i might as well throw an extra one on the pile
2: yeah, yeah well captain try hard
1: I mean, I wrote, um, like, an Imperial list for a laugh. I was just done with Darth Vader, who's threat four. So he's got supernatural reflexes, always a winner, fire control system, cluster missiles, afterburners and shield upgrade. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't put that, the engine upgrade on there.
2: That's, that's like, 120-odd like points, isn't it? For four like threat, the... yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, OK. So you're getting uh, 30 points per threat or something?
1: Pretty much, yeah. So it's it, it's pretty...
2: Pretty nasty,
1: but then it was, I was struggling to find what to what to throw with it, and I, I went on. I went, said Let's just go on punishers. So I went with Death Rain, with TragSim Homing Missiles, Bomblet Generator, and a plate of plating, and then a Cutlass Squadron Pilot with Tradsim Ion Missiles, Skilled Bombardier, and Pro Bombs. Skill um, Bombardier. Yeah, Skill Bombardier.
2: And with that list, you kind of have to shoot the Punishers first. Because they're relatively easy to kill compared to Vader, and they're also putting out a lot of hurt. So take the big guns off the board first, but then that leaves you with an end game against Vader.
1: It's more fun than anything else. I see that oh, build yeah. as a fun build yeah. tournament.
2: Well, yeah. it also for me it teaches quite a lot about points values. I mean that fall on build at seventy four points actually is is a bit inefficient because you want more raw points on a ship than that. But because of the Zucker elusive BT1 triple zero fall on ability combo he's actually well worth his three threat yeah. and it, and it it tells you that just because something is is apparently undervalued you know you expect more than that for three threat that doesn't really reveal the the raw power of what you're getting for that and you've got to look at the things in combination to work out the true value of it and and just looking at, at upgrades individually in terms of what they cost doesn't really analyse ships for you. Yeah. You know, you've got to look at the the overall value of the ship and the build with everything together. And all of a sudden, Falon starts to look really, really good value. And it's probably no coincidence that me and you have come up with a with a Falon list. Well,
1: yeah, <laughs> no, no shot
0: really, is it? <laughs> so cold. Speaking of this, what did you come up with? <laughs> so I'm a bad man And I went down the route of trying to just make something That seemed recently efficient So I've put in Two Talos squadrons with Selfless Which are one threat each Kyle Katarn with Mouldy Crow Lowrick, Who you've not seen for a while, he's back And yeah. Biggs So it's just, I tried to go for an old fashioned Rebel, spread all the damage Around, nothing will ever die List and that comes in at 213 points, but eight threat.
2: And you don't need to worry about giving up half points on any of them so much. You'd have to give up half threat. And obviously on the Z95s, you're not giving up half points because there's only one threat and you can't divide it by two, can you?
0: No. Well, there's the thing about quick build is that there's no particular rules for the tournaments in terms of like how you calculate what the points are, so or what the points you've destroyed are. So it's something you'll need to have a chat about before you run your tournament. Um,
2: and can you do a bid?
0: So, well, w- when we do it, we say you can do a bid. Like, we run an 8-threat tournament. If you want to come in at 7-threat and bid, you're welcome to. But that's basically a 25-point bid. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, so I don't think anyone's ever taken us.
2: Well, and there's some lovely synchronicities between ships. Like, with Forlom, I'm looking at Koshka Frost, who you never see on the table but her ability is to re-roll dice when she's defending a- an attack from a stressed ship or she is attacking a stressed ship. So with Forlom knocking around, Koshka suddenly comes into her own a bit. And also Constable Zevio in his quad jumper with nets and a rigged cargo chute. That's nuts. <laughs> That's absolutely mad. Rigged cargo chutes aren't allowed on small base ships. So... If you teed him up with something that could coordinate, he could potentially drop the, the rig cargo chute out of the back and the Cononet out of the front in the same turn and maybe even do a a reverse out of the whole situation, just leaving a whole mess behind him. And it's just, it's bonkers madness, but so much fun. Yeah,
1: definitely. Interesting, you'd be reversing over your own debris, but hey, you go for it, Bob. <laughs>
2: uh, would you? Yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Take a stress and roll the dice. But he's got a shield upgrade, so he's okay even if he takes the (laughs) crit. Fair one,
1: fair one. You didn't see that coming,
2: did you? You didn't see that coming. (laughs) There is this thing going around with hyperspace that the restrictions in hyperspace force creativity because there are so few choices to make. Well, if you think that's the case, have a look at Quick Build, because then you really are there with very few choices all you're doing is choosing how many what ships you bring in, and that's it the upgrades are there already so you've got to make those pieces of the jigsaw fit together into a nice eight eight threat list that that can fly well uh, of a piece and that for me i'm i'm much more inspired to build quick build lists than i am to do hyperspace ones
0: so i think that's all we've got to say for you know the kind of list building aspect so there's to finish up for a quick build, I just want to give two quick tips for people involving handy websites. So if you go to yet another squadron builder, it has options for building quick build lists. So there's a drop down at the top where you can choose extended hyperspace or quick build. And he's got all of them in there. So you can just choose your ship and it will give you the options for the ship and their threat level. And I think it's really handy and a very quick way of putting stuff together.
2: Yeah. oh and there's also i i was using the infinitearenas.com exactly as it sounds which has loads of pretty pictures of all the all the ships that you can you can print out and take along to a tournament saves you taking the cards and and that's a really lovely little site very easy to use very well designed nice pictures of the ships on the cards i really like the infinite arenas one
0: yeah it is very good as well okay so that's all for quick build really we're, so we're going to talk just very very briefly about the hyperspace trial and Preston that's coming up it's the first one in the country I believe it might be running concurrently to one somewhere further south I'm not sure to be honest but it's definitely if not the first one of the first and there'll be a few of us going over there yeah producer Tim let out of his cage once again just be careful um, just be careful always be wary so in terms of lists I think mainly we'll talk about this on Monday's show you know, we'll just give a recap. But I'll be bringing something, I think, resistancy, something that will involve Poe and some A-wings, probably. Um, producer Tim, do you want to chime in and give the people a bit of a tidbit? It's very bright and colourful, but not something I've flown before. So i practice practised with it a little bit, um, but yeah, you'll have to tune in on Monday to see what I fly and how it does. Very enigmatic there, Tim. Very exciting.
2: Some lessons from the Toronto Hyperspace Tournament on the Sunday. Up there, it was very much looking like a crate full of generics is the way to go for hyperspace.
1: Can I just point out the only unbeaten list there
0: was the five Y Wings? I want to give a shout out as well to Brendan Osmond Damon, who's the one who was flying us in Toronto to go 6 0. He hangs out on the X Wing Slack. He's a nice guy and a good player. So, shout out to him. And just one thing I wanted to quickly check. We talked a bit about TIE Swarms when we talked about the system open, the extended results. But if you look for TIE Swarms in this hyperspace list, where they're meant to be the most powerful thing around, the highest strength one is 47th. People just aren't bringing TIE Swarms. Who's the boring? Possibly. (laughs) It's an interesting thing to note. I mean, that does potentially skew results a bit. You know, if people aren't bringing tie swarms, but all of a sudden at a tournament, a very good tie swarm player shows up, you know, maybe he could be the one who would have beaten these Y-wings. So it's something to keep in mind.
2: I would expect some at Preston this weekend. There were at least two tie swarms on the tables at Ray of Hope last weekend. And I would expect there to be more than that in a a pure hyperspace event.
0: Yeah, I would think so as well. But anyway, we'll report back on Monday and let everyone know how we got on and what the, the meta looked like in Preston.
2: And um, plenty of room still to snag a ticket in Preston if, you, if you're free on Saturday.
0: Yeah, come and hang out with us. I apologise for the smell in advance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't leave him in the boot overnight before you take him to the tournament.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is going to be goodbye from Will. ta that Goodbye from Bob. Tada! And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening people.
1: And the gang have so much fun, working together,
0: they get the job done,
1: Bob the Builder, can we fix it, Bob the Builder, yes we can, Bill and Berg, Travis and Spud, playing together like good friends should, Bob the Builder, can we fix it, Bob the Builder, yes